Hey there, horror fans. This is David Howard Thornton, Art the Clown himself from Terrifier and Terrifier 2, and you're listening to the Horror Squad Podcast. the horror squad podcast this is episode number 258 tonight we're doing our year-end special 2022 best of our top 10 and our five most disappointments worst movies things like that and we're gonna do some awards uh best actor actress kills uh, most obscure things like that i'm one of your co-host todd we have steve we have joe and it was just christmas for us yesterday as of recording this merry christmas to you guys merry christmas to everybody else happy holidays new year's kwanzaa hanukkah anything you celebrate happy to you how are you guys doing Hello. Hi. Fantastic. I'm excited. It's one of the best episodes of the entire year. And I'm ready to go. I just finished the master list not too long ago. Thank you to everyone that sent listen. And it's going to be interesting. It's an interesting year for sure. So I'm, I'm really excited to get to it. Anything without spoiling it that you're like, what? Um, No. No, I would say no, not at all. I'll say that the top 10 on the master list were, was pretty much like set, like pretty solid, not – there wasn't like a lot of uh, – you know, some years I would say like it's a really tight race, but I would say the 10 movies that made it were like – there was like no really tight between 10 and 11. Like the top 10 movies were the top 10 movies like on this master list. Like there was no – in between so i you know do i agree with all of them maybe maybe not we'll see well we're gonna discuss it all but i think it's a really solid top 10 for our master list and i'm excited to see what Stephen todd's top 10s are even though i already know them do i remember them absolutely not because we had almost 30 master lists so i don't remember everything todd and steve picked so yeah i'm excited to get through everybody's and i'm excited to hear everything awards and everyone's you know it's, it's, it's gonna be a really fun episode yeah, and I'm, uh, you know, I'm always excited about this episode. I mean, it's probably my favorite of the year. It, the amount of work that we put into this episode, when you think about it, like how many movies we watched throughout the year for this episode, I, I got to 111 this year, which actually stopped like purposely on 111. I'm like, I was burnt out by the end. I'm like, fuck that. I want to watch some old bad shit, like, you know, Basket Case 2 or something. So yeah, it's, it's great. You know, I love doing this every year and I can't wait. And as far as Christmas... Uh, fucking weather sucked here, so I couldn't really go to my family's uh, this year. But uh, it is what it is. That's part of living, you know, in Canada. Uh, hopefully, everyone is safe from their weather. I know everyone got crazy weather. Maybe not California; they got fucking hot weather and shit. But everywhere else in the north, it's been crazy snow and ice. And I've been watching videos of people sliding in Seattle. It was just fucking crazy. So hopefully, everyone's okay out there and cozy in front of a fireplace and listening to our episode with a nice beer hot chocolate so i'm excited let's do it let's get it done i only did 36 2022 so you're doing 100 plus it's like insane i, I wasn't yeah. even aiming for 100 plus so last year i did 106 and i told myself and i think i said on the episode i'm not doing that again like that was exceptional it was like an end goal but this year i didn't really force it it just kind of happened that way it's only when i got to like 90 that I'm like, you know what? I could probably hit 100 again. And when I hit 100, I'm like, I could probably beat my record this year. So uh, then I forced it a little bit. But 
there's just a lot of stuff that came out like it's i still have a list of things that i could watch but i had to, i just had to stop at some point the amount of releases it's hard to keep up with horror it's fucking crazy like we have you know a non-horror podcast let's xp geek and gaming podcast where we're also doing a top 10 of the year and i could barely think of anything non-horror i watched and even i can't even think of that much i missed either so horror is a fucking great genre for new stuff so yeah hopefully some people can hear about some movies tonight that they can maybe watch and didn't get to see Absolutely. Yeah, I think I'm clocked in right around, I'm somewhere in the nine. I think 90s, maybe high 80s, low 90s for 2022 releases. So yeah, I yeah, we're going to discuss a lot of it. I think me and Steve are in agreement. I think we both think it was a, a pretty solid year in horror. But I will say going through my list, like, you know, we'll get through it. But I, I think t- to me, it, I think it went down a little bit for me, like when I actually sat down and did my top 10. But I still think it was a, a very good year in horror. Do I think it was a great year in horror? We're going to discuss it. But first, we have business to attend to. It's uh, the end of the year. And usually we don't do trivia on the end, year-end uh, show. But this year, we need to because it's so fucking close. So how about we get into that and finally settle the winner of the year and, of course, the winner of the quarter. All right. Well, mine are all Todd Originals. But let's go to the scores first. All right. Tight quarter race uh and a quarter four we have joe in the lead with 16 myself behind him 15 steve still in the fucking game at 13 and then overall year wise i'm in the lead hanging on by four points i'm 68 over joe 64 steve at 55 so i think you're eliminated mathematically from the year but quarters any man's game still so let's see what we got who would like to shake things up a little bit actually i need to get mine up real quick Ooh, right, i'll do it go ahead go ahead all right well, in honor of 2022, as we wrap up this beautiful year, terrible year, who knows? You know, everyone has different years, I guess. So, you know, however way you want to slice it. Let's get into it. My All my trivia questions are 2022 horror related. So, question number one. According to our good friends... At RottenTomatoes.com, what is the, by critic score, highest rated horror movie of 2022 currently sitting at 97% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes? Nope. It is not nope. All right. That was my initial guess, too. But I'm um, I, so I'll give Todd one more, and then I'll give you guys a little bit of a hint i'm thinking they're leaning towards a little bit indie so i'm going bones and all incorrect good guess though <laughs> uh so i will say it is an indie release i do believe steve has seen it i'm not sure if todd has seen it yet and it's i want i want to say it's on currently streaming all over on shutter but i could be wrong about that but it's it's very i would say very indie uh, throw out the hatching then, I guess. My... I will say it didn't make one list. It didn't make one list? Uh, of, of the 29 master lists, it wasn't on one person's list. Oh. But this is on IMDb's, I mean on Rotten Tomatoes, the highest rated horror movie. Wow. Um, okay, I'm going to give one more, one more shot. Saloom? Okay. It is not Saloom. Is it Mad God? It is not Mad God. That's a good guess too, though. <laughs> That's pretty indie. Yeah. Visually, right. visually great, but kind of exactly. Yeah. All right. So at ninety-seven percent, critics 
I will Oof. say it is a 56% users on Rotten Ooh. Tomatoes. Yeah, so I usually go with the users <laughs> on the, over the critics in this. <laughs> quite, a diff- quite a difference. The movie is Hellbender. Ah, interesting. I didn't like that movie. <laughs> it was okay. Like it was okay. Yeah, I agree. It was it was okay. You let's go over the let's do the top five real quick. I'll give it. To, I'll throw it off to you guys. Uh, so according to time, uh, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, Hellbender at ninety seven percent is your number is number one. Number two, The Innocence at ninety six percent. Sissy at number three, also sitting at ninety six percent. Saloon also uh, at ninety six percent, and A Wounded Fawn at 95 percent so that is your top five indies oh. all yeah, indies so. yeah. yeah follow and then number six is our first um major release and that is x at 94 <laughs> percent uh, okay. Yeah. okay well it is what it is right yeah i'll go next so okay. also all 2022 films but i made sure you both saw each of these movies. oh steve's coming so, out yeah, Good so, job, steve. thank you so, so at the very so really 36 options apparently <laughs> it's limited <laughs> That might work better in my favor since Joe has more uh, polluting his thoughts. All right. What's the name of the main character in Dash Care? No, oh, man. We said Sam. that. No, it's not Sam. Dang. No, it's not. It's a uh... oh, fuck, really? It's not... Oh, I got it. If Joe doesn't yeah, get it, don't you say does. a fucking thing, Steve. Oh, well, of course. Well, that's fine. <laughs> Now you, uh, it's on the tip of my damn tongue, but now I got, go ahead. You sure? It, Annie? Fuck! Uh, what yeah, that's, right. no. sure. <laughs> that's on you. Uh, nice. Yeah, that's me. Andy, Andy Andy nice. Ugh, see my <laughs> demon. Playing herself. Please, God. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Mine are not 2022 related, but they are horror related. So there's your oh, thank wow. you. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know. In the Dawn of the Dead remake, what type of character does Ken Foray play? A preacher or a priest or correct, correct. Reverend yep. or what the fuck he is. Yeah, any of those would be accepted. And yes. very uh, controversial. <laughs> when we did our, yeah. our review this year, he says some pretty bad says shit. Interesting. Pre- very questionable <laughs> yeah, stuff. 2004, man. Yeah, exactly. Different times. different. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All Yes. All right. One of my new favorite ones I've been giving you oh, guys country. recently. Match the country of origin to the movie. Ooh. The sadness. Japan. Um, Incorrect. Is that oh. Thailand? Incorrect. I'll give Fuck. you guys one more each Dang. if you'd like. Uh, South Korea? Mm-mm. It's um, got it right there in the, on the map that part of the brain yeah. it's um oh my god what did i say last <laughs> it's a thailand <laughs> oh, it's a thailand taiwan yeah, thailand. taiwan that is correct oh, nice. <laughs> yay great Good movie dude mm. all, right. all right oh no Come on, yeah in fresh Ooh. and i you need to be very specific okay i will only accept a very specific answer which oh, fruit did the two main characters bond over uh, um, cotton candy grapes. That's correct. Yes, <laughs> that's what I was looking for. Not just grapes, cotton candy grapes, <laughs> which I've never had, but I've had a grapple. Me, me either, but I'm very curious as to what it tastes like. Have you guys had a grapple? No, no. It's an apple grape. It, really so it looks like, like an apple, apple? but has... oh, it looks like an apple. Well, it, it's apple but fused with the grape, so it looks like an apple but has grape 
flavor, which is fine, but not worth like 10 bucks or whatever. All right. Yeah. All right. Very good. In in the original Halloween part two. So original Ooh. Halloween part two. Who does Michael get his butcher knife from? Oh. The Mork? The Mortician? Or? Incorrect. Um I got nothing. Uh, I, 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 neighbor, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's it's like the lady, the lady in curls. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> Is that accurate? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. My my maybe, but no. My answer is the lady making a sandwich for her husband. Okay. He sneaks in, steals it. She comes back and there's blood, and she screams on the cutting board. All right. Okay. Well, lady shit. in curls, not, not accepted. <laughs> I, I thought she was wearing hair curlers. That's why I, I thought she might have been. But... She might have been, but I don't remember. I don't know. Judges, yeah. Steve? Well, if know. you don't remember, then... Uh, yeah, is it back to me? <laughs> yep. Nope. All right. Yeah. All righty. Okay. What movie are Corey and Jeremy watching at the beginning of Halloween Ends? Night of the Living Dead? Incorrect. They're watching Maybe. The Thing. Yes. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yes, they Ooh. were. Fuck that movie. Not The Thing. But that movie. <laughs> All right. Match the movie to the trivia. All right, so there's three trivia. Let's see if you get it. Okay. First one. The top of the spirit board has Klaatu Verata Nikto written on top. Uh, that would be Deadstream. Correct. Nice. Nice work. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. <laughs> Great movie. <laughs> okay. Last but not least. In Jaws Part 4, in Jaws the Revenge, how is the shark killed? Mm. Come on. He blows up. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey. um, we just reviewed it like this year. Remember the Jaws went all the way from America yeah, yeah. to oh, the yeah, Bahamas I remember. or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> did, we did we review the Revenge? Uh, didn't we? I thought we did. No. We, did. we did two. No, we did okay. two a while back, I thought. No, we did two this year. And we did 3D. I don't think we've done Revenge. Okay, I, I think I just okay, did it nice. as a watch like, mm-hmm. while was it? I, I... No? Because I got nothing. I haven't seen... I don't know even uh, know if I've gotten that far. Really? I don't know if I've gotten to the Revenge. Alright, give up, everybody? Yeah, yes. I don't remember. Mrs. Brody rams the boat into it like a spear. Mm. Really? Yeah, there's like a tip of a boat that's like whatever, and she fucking the shark is roaring literally out of the water. Oh yeah, flashing oh, yeah. Like a light bulb <laughs> right. or something. Yeah, and then yeah. she spears the motherfucker. That's how you kill the shark in the uh, Jaws NES game. Ah, spoiler alert. Well, thanks for damn it, I can't play it. <laughs> yeah, right. Is that it? it? Yeah. Well, we need a tiebreaker. I Sean got one. At Eighteen I, piece. I, I prepared for this, <laughs> just in case there would be one. <laughs> All right. All right, so four clues. Okay. Bicycle accident. Old folks home. Wing demon. And helicopter. Um, this is it 2022? Oh, it's, it's not. Oh, it's not. It's, oh, okay. um, no, I, I wrote this a while ago. Oh, okay. Um. Wait, all right. Can we I repeat? Know what it this? Is. I just can't fucking bicycle. Title. Bicycle accident, old folks home, wing demon, it's and helicopter. Pissing me off, dude. Is it Prince of Darkness? Wrong. No, like this is fucking making me so angry. I have like, it's um, 
<laughs> Damn it, dude. Pee-wee? <laughs> Pee-wee's Big Adventure? <laughs> um, damn, if I give you... Old folks home? The creator of it is going to tip Joe off. Because <laughs> you fucking... I know what you're doing, Steve. Um, <laughs> I think you know it, too. I do. Oh, <laughs> wait a minute. Is it Twilight up. Zone, the yes, movie? Yes, it is. It is? <laughs> yeah. It is. Yes. Fuck, motherfucker, dude. <laughs> I tried to pull uh, back. Did you guys? Nice. The same, uh, I did it. The same four segments. I, I, had, I had the Outer Limits in my mind. I had Tells from the Crypt in my mind. <laughs> yeah. And I had Rod Sterling. And I couldn't fucking name it, dude. Gosh, damn. All right, Joe wins a 19 to my 18 to Steve's 14. He wins a quarter. He can either give me a movie to watch or no. Yeah, Steve gets the movie. You get the movie, or I get the movie. No, we both do. We, we both do. Okay. Well, you're still watching uh, Patrick's Graveyard. Fuck. But but you, you, yeah, or you can cancel it and or not, it, not yeah. give anything to Tony. Three one. Yeah. No, I'm gonna watch Pappy's Graveyard yeah. for net for okay. in two weeks because Todd won't be in next week, one. and then I'll have something for you guys in two weeks, I guess. Or you know what? Maybe while we're kind of going through the episode <laughs> tonight, I'll try to I'll try to look, do some research and find the punishment movie for you guys. However. Four years in a row, or is it three years in a row? I don't know. Every year in a row, your boy, Todd, has won once again trivia because Steve it was close this year, can't handle it. was closer. Let me have this, okay? Thank you. <laughs> 71 to 67 to 56. You're welcome. Thank you for playing. I'm like the Tom Brady of this show when it comes to trivia. <laughs> so thank Proud you. of you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Does that so, mean Steve has to do yeah, something? I have to shave my beard. Oh, yeah. Must, the, mustache only. Yeah, the... Yeah, the Dewey. Joe, Joe had to do blonde tips yeah. if he lost. That's right. Does that... Was it dead last or did I just... No, no. It's, 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 it's just losing. Yeah. No, it was just last. Okay. So I got to just last. All right. I thought it was everyone. I, I don't remember. We did it so long ago. Go back to the tapes. <laughs> <laughs> go to episode two of this year um i had to do the dewey mustache if i lost which i can yeah. i do on my own anyway so <laughs> but yeah that was I'll fun do, i'll do blonde tips if it's not dead last how are you gonna, so are you gonna even do it though? Back. i don't know just i like the front like my front i want m&m okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thing. That's you want to go full blonde yeah i could do that you do blonde tips of your beard you can cut it off really easily <laughs> yeah i could <laughs> all right cool but also, thank you for anyone that sent us um, trivia questions. Sometimes it's hard to get these together, so we appreciate it. And mm-hmm. I love trivia personally. It's fun. And we'll see what happens next year. We're still looking for maybe a different game. If anyone has ideas that we can pull off on a podcast, that'd be cool too. But so. one, th- one thing I like that we we started, I, th- I think we started this year, is we're doing all the different kinds of trivia as opposed to just regular questions. Like we're mixing it yeah. up, right? So sure. at least at least it was more, in- I, to me, it was more interesting this year because we're doing completely different games like sometimes, so. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So what are we starting with? Disappointing five? Yeah, I think so. I'll start. Coming in at number five, disappointments. Now, I don't think this movie is bad, and we actually rated it, all three of us, pretty high. But after our event in Salem, watching Hocus Pocus with Omni Cats, it put number two in a different perspective. So number five is Hocus Pocus 2. Is it okay movie? Sure. But gosh, they could have done something different with this one and made it a lot better. Uh, starting with having the original cast back for starters. So uh, Hocus Pocus 2, terrible. No, will I ever watch it again? Not unless I have to. Very fair. 
Very fair indeed. Uh, all right. Uh, I got a mixture here uh, for mine. It's between worst movie horror movies I've seen this year and biggest disappointments as well. So I am going to start off at number five with Terror Trips. I was um, pretty excited for this one based on the plot synopsis about, you know, people who created uh, essentially like a horror location tour that kind of goes awry and it sounded awesome. Unfortunately, it, you know, was super low budget. So I, you know, that's why I'm not completely ragging on it, but man, they really dropped the ball though with the story. So yeah, that one was just like a, a massive, just disappointment and bad for me. My number five is the movie I probably hate the most and I will never watch again. And it's a little bit of a disappointment just because the director's previous effort, Host, I actually really liked. But this movie, holy fuck, it just got worse and worse. And then as I researched it, it actually got worse, knowing like what went behind it and the story behind it and all that shit. That's, of course, Dash Cam. Probably my least favorite character in film history, or up there, at least. I really fucking hate that character. And I just hated this movie to my core. It, I put it like third worst out of 111 movies. And it's only because there was a couple like cool horror parts at some points. But other than that, I cannot like hate this movie more. So dash cam is my number five. Well said. Well said. All right. My number four is going to be another giant disappointment. Not terrible because we all liked some aspects of this. Great lighting, cool sets, things like that. And that's the monsters, Rob Zombie. It's just man, way too long, way too dumb, and didn't get good until the last, you know, 20 minutes or whatever it was once they were back in America. So I understand why people can like it, and like I think Joe mentioned, it's a great party background movie, but The Monsters, man, that's fucking disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't great, you know, for sure. But, you know, I, I had fun with it. I really did. Um, okay, uh, coming in at number four for me is a movie I think only Steve and me have ever probably seen. Like, I mean, like in the universe, maybe. And that is uh, Stoker Hills. We watched this because we got the great opportunity to interview uh, Tony Todd. And I put this at number four because the movie was fucking terrible. But I put it also because I feel like our interview with Tony Todd was a little disappointing as well. Um, so, yeah, that kind of just like throws everything kind of in there for me. Yeah, why Stoker Hills goes number four for me. Tony Todd who came on our show to promote it, didn't even watch it. So that tells yes. you fucking something about the movie. Oh, man. Yeah, that's oof, terrible. My number four is uh, Scream. I don't think it's like a horrible movie. There are some aspects of it that I like. At least they tried, you know, to make a Scream movie. Like, it felt like a Scream movie. So I can't fault it too much compared to other things I'm going to talk about later. But I still think they really dropped the ball, especially with the high expectations we had with uh, Radio Silence, you know, kind of being the team behind it. Did not love the person who died in it. I don't want to spoil it, but I'm sure you know. And uh, I was just really disappointed and not a good way to start 2022 because that was a really early on movie. So Scream. Number three, this is getting to worst categories now. And it's Dashcam. You have a lead character that you're with her 95% of the time, if not more. And she's insufferable. She's annoying. She's terrible. Her, she's not funny. And it's just garbage. So yeah, same thing Steve said. The host is great. And then follow up with this one is a huge disappointment. But this movie is just terrible all around. So that's Dashcam. 
Yeah, my number three uh, is also Dash Cam. One of my least favorite movies of the year by far. Uh, yeah, and I mimic what you said with, uh, you know, Rob Savage. Uh, you know, Host was really solid, and I feel like this was just like a massive, like, step back. Um, yeah, huge disappointment, and hopefully he writes a ship on the next one because the horror aspects were good in this, but my God. The the choices made with uh, Annie being your lead character there just to me ma- huge mistake. So yeah, dash can number three. My number three is a movie I talked about last week, so I won't go too much into it. But this was my most anticipated film of 2022 when we did our show last year. Uh, that was The Devil's Light at the time, but eventually got renamed to for Pray for the Devil. I talked about why I didn't like it last week, so check out that episode. But basically, I was disappointed, you know, for something that was so highly anticipated for me and it just didn't deliver on most levels so pray for the devil right on i saw that pop up on one of my services so i might give it a go number two for me worst territory is the requin and steve can you uh translate that for there you go the shark right yeah the requin man terrible alicia silverstone silverstone puts up one of the worst performances of the year easily second only to annie from dash cam that's her real personality going back to dash cam but anyway the requin is terrible it's like there's scenes and deliveries of lines that are just like have you scratching your head what were they thinking green screen in it is terrible uh, the sets are completely unbelievable and it just sucks the requin ugh. yeah i still never watch that probably never will uh all right my number two is scream five yeah it just with radio silence coming on board for this my expectations were really high especially after you know ready or not coming off of that and you know the other some of the other stuff they've done in the past the vhs segment stuff i mean everything they touched was pretty much gold and ugh, to me they they absolutely dropped the ball with scream by far i think the worst in the franchise for me and it was just very frustrating i thought you know at least like make it a fan they tried to make it i guess too much fan service but then you slap the fans in the face by killing off and i I mean i'll just say the spoiler because it's been out long enough by killing dewey i thought you know it's okay to kill that character but the way he went out was just so fucking lame and just nev campbell was so underutilized in the movie and yeah there i just so 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 disappointing it really knocks down my expectations for part six the fact they're going to manhattan in this one maybe you know makes things a little more interesting we shall see but yeah scream scream five huge disappointment uh my number two is uh hocus pocus two i mean it's not a bad movie it's not like a horrible movie at least but for such a classic that we all like love and i have a fucking room like theme to that to, to the first one in my house we did a hocus pocus event to have such an anticipated movie be kind of bad and it, uh, todd's right it's not until i rewatched it with omri that i was like damn this is not this is good like this is <laughs> you know hocus pocus 2 should have had this energy and these characters and all that stuff so i was just really disappointed it does have some good parts i don't think it's one of the worst films of the year but definitely a huge disappointment for me so yeah All right, my number one is a double disappointment and terrible, and that is Halloween Ends. Like Joe was just mentioning about Scream 5 slapping the uh, 
the lovers of Halloween in the face. This one fucking beats your ass, fucking steps on your neck when you're down, fucking kicks you in the butt, everything, man. Michael Myers is in it for a bit. He gets punked by Corey, literally his mask ripped off his face. This is Michael Myers we're talking about. We've been talking about for 20 plus years. Let's give him some, like 20 plus years, more than that, sorry. But it's like, ugh, at least commit to it, at least change the story and, you know, start it off in 2018 and build the building blocks for number three. But no, you, you start number three with a new movie, a new universe, a new plot twist. Did it not work? Terrible movie, disappointing movie, ugh, just all around bad. Excellent choice, Todd. Excellent choice because my number one is oh, also yeah. <laughs> Halloween ends. Yeah, I mean, you said you said it all perfectly, but my god, what just what just a shit fucking movie like on so many levels, but just oh man, like David Gordon Green, who I watched today, he made a, I watched Bones and All today to get ready for the movie and he makes like this really random cameo in the movie like out of fucking nowhere and it just gave it just made me sick seeing him on camera because i'm like fuck that guy he fucking ruined the halloween franchise with his shitty ass trilogy he's going to ruin the exorcist next year i already know it but fuck that guy and fuck that movie well said joe and do, <laughs> do i even really need to say it I, I think it had to be unanimous this year halloween ends man just not good and we're all such big Halloween fans that seeing this was just such a kick in the fucking nuts. And I, I just did not like it on almost any level. I mean, we listened to our episode about it. We, you know, go into the million reasons why. And there are so many reasons why we didn't like this. But um, yeah, Halloween Ends was an easy choice for my most disappointing and seems to be the case for all of us. So there you go. Um, how about we go to some honorable mentions? Oh, go for it. Uh, did you have something, Todd? Or? No, as I was gonna say, it's rare that we're. I don't think we've ever been worst <laughs> of the year unanimous. <laughs> right. Well, but no. Congr- yeah, congratulations, David. <laughs> Good job, buddy. <laughs> oh gosh, we we're all actually pretty close. Well, I, don't, <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, we were. We, yeah, everyone was pretty similar. I was gonna say, why do I feel like next year the Exorcist is probably gonna be all of our maybe most disappointing <laughs> number one? If it actually releases. Not, not yeah. Right. So. All right, honorable All mentions. Right. Yeah, let's go. I'll, um, let me see. I'll I'll start us off. Why not? Honorable mentions, ladies and gentlemen. Are we are we dropping this all three? Just drop all row? three. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So my three honorable mentions before we get into our singular top tens. First honorable mention goes to Prey. This brought you know the Predator franchise back. I think for sure. Very excited to see um, what happens with this franchise in the future. But um, just a, a really great take. I loved you know the feral predator in this, and I loved the uh, you know the the whole like Native American thing. I thought it bre- it really did breathe fresh air back into that franchise. So Prey as my first honorable mention. My next one is The Black Phone. Yeah, like really, really solid movie. Great adaptation. Ethan Hawke really was just creepy as hell as the grabber. The masks in that were awesome. So The Black Phone, number two. And then my first honorable mention, and I'm glad I watched it because I just watched it today to get ready um, for the end of 2022. And that is Bones and All. Great movie. Just a great, great movie all around. It's a slow burn, but man, like I really never found myself bored. Like I was always really interested to see like what was going to happen with these characters. Uh, Great lead performances by uh, Timothy Chalamet and I cannot remember the lead actress name but she played Abra in Doctor Sleep but the two of them were just were fantastic together there's also some really 
cool, you know, gore moments in this. I mean, it, it's definitely lighter, I guess, horror side, but I call it a love story for horror fans. And so if that's something that sounds interesting to you, I would definitely check it out. All right, so uh, my three are for three different reasons that I'm putting them on my honorable mentions. They're not necessarily like 11, 12, 13 on my list, uh, just things I wanted to shout out. My first one, like score-wise, is either number one or two of the year, but it's 45 minutes long, so I could not consider it for my list, in my opinion, and that's Werewolf by Night. It's a, a Marvel special presentation that they did for Halloween. It's uh, a nod to the Universal Monsters, it uses a couple Marvel characters, and it was fucking fantastic. I loved everything about it, from the score to the way it was shot, the story, the practical effects that they use, which they used a lot of practical effects. I, I really, really loved uh, this special, and I urge everyone to check it out. But unfortunately, because of its length, I didn't think it was like truly a, like a feature that like the other one, so that's why I'm only putting it as an honorable mention. My second one was my number 11, so I did want to shout it out, and that's Sissy, which you can find over on Shudder. Very interesting story about a social media influencer who uh, kind of gets in over her head, and there are some really brutal fucking kills in this movie, and it's an interesting story from a perspective that I don't know too much about, and I really enjoyed that. They have good like conversations in it that really make you think about social media and its effect on people and everything like that so it's truly a great movie and it came really really close to making my list and finally this one's only probably like 20th on my list but it really made an impact on me it's one i think about a lot so i'm giving it major props for that and that's speak no evil uh this movie uh is <laughs> it's uncomfortable the movie like that's how i feel about it you are so fucking uncomfortable watching this movie but it's so good on so many levels. And, you know, it, maybe on a different day, it would have been higher on my list, but I did at least want to shout it out because I did really like it. And if you want to watch something truly uncomfortable and just want to feel something other than like, you know, fear or whatever, you know, horror makes you feel, uh, this is a good one. So Speak No Evil is my last honorable mention. All right, coming in at 13 for me is Smile. This movie just hit right when I watched it, watching with my 13-year-old and... You know, this movie at her age is awesome. She loved it. And it was really fun watching it with her. Do I have issues with it? Sure. And you can cover, uh, listen to our episode uh, regarding that movie. Well, that's Smile. Number 12 is Mr. Harrigan's Phone, which is an adaptation by Stephen King. Honestly, it's really highly, highly ranked for me, but it didn't have enough horror in it to really st stick in this top 10. Really cool character study. I really like the relationship between the young boy and the older man and that, what goes on with that. Just need a little bit more horror. And finally, number 11 is going to be a surprise. It's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I absolutely hated the characters, but when I look back on some of the like quality moments this year and kills, like TCM pops out. You got the backwards uh, knee break. Um, you got the shit pipe. That's hilarious. And you got the bus rampage, right? So it was really cool seeing um, Leatherface back in action, even if it like doesn't make any sense why he went back to Norfolk and all that crap. But all those issues aside, I thought it was a really fun movie when it was doing Texas Chainsaw Massacre and not something else. So that's why it's at number 11. Top 10. Top 10. All right, let's do it, ladies and gentlemen. I will start us off. For me, coming in at number 10 is going to be Terrifier 2. Art the Clown is back, ladies and gentlemen, and he was better than ever in this one. You know, it really solidified Art as a, um, 
icon maybe in horror for sure. I think an icon amongst horror fans, maybe not, you know, amongst that Mount Rushmore that, you know, uh, once you go get into, I guess, more normal normie territory. Uh, uh, but uh, I think, you know, definitely art is definitely um, is paving the way he's bringing the slasher genre back and terrifier too was just, it really was bet did everything better than that first movie. The reason it is not higher for me is I just felt like the end, the last maybe 20, 30 minutes, it started to get a little silly. And that's kind of what knocks it down for me, but still a great movie. And uh, I'm excited for Terrifier 3. All right. So my number 10 is The Cursed. So The Cursed is a really interesting take on the werewolf genre that I didn't see coming. Uh, there are some crazy fucking scenes in this that really stood out in my mind uh, some pretty good gore uh there's a whole like scene at the end where there's a lot of fucking kills and i really liked it like, i did not see this movie coming at all uh this had some scary moments and if you're into like werewolf films especially because there haven't been a ton of great ones in recent years but this one really stood out and it's got good gore so yeah I'm, i was down with it so that's the cursed at number 10 all right, coming in at number 10 is The Black Phone. It was a solid theater release horror movie, you know? I think we all had a couple issues with it here and there. Um, stuff could have been fleshed out. But, you know, when I think back on it, Ethan Hawke is a great villain. Uh, he's very imposing. The situation that the lead character in is harrowing and gross and fucking awful and all that stuff. And when you have kid actors, that's a big red flag sometimes. But he pulled it off the entire movie. So uh, The Black Phone in at number 10. Very nice. All right, coming in at number nine for me is a movie I literally just saw a few days ago, wanted to get this in before the end of the year, and I'm really glad I did because at number nine is The Menu. What a, a really interesting movie. Very captivating, excellent performances throughout Anya Taylor-Joy, and for me, who steals the show, is uh, Ray Fiennes just as the, uh, as the chef. I mean, this is like the most fucked up episode of hell's kitchen you could like ever watch it goes places you're not expecting and definitely the less you know going in for the better i watched like one trailer but they did a very good job of kind of masking like what the movie ends up becoming so yeah it, it's really good and i really hope i don't think a lot of people have seen it yet and i hope more people do go out and see it because it's it's really cool and it's a really fun watch maybe something for us to review once it hits kind of like a uh, VOD type scenario when we have nothing to do because it'd be it'd make for a really good discussion as well. So uh, number nine, the menu. I'm really sad I missed that one. That's the only film I regret not having seen for this list. So I'll definitely watch it when it comes out. But my number nine is Valley of the Dead. So this is a story that takes place during the Spanish Civil War, which is right before World War II. And you have two guys who are sent in the battlefield to deliver a message to kind of another place and on their way they meet other soldiers who are fighting so you have russians and nazis and americans and italians and spanish people and they're all fighting each other and shit's going crazy but all of a sudden they turn out to be in a zombie apocalypse so they have to kind of have an uneasy alliance with each other because they have to fight the zombies together while also kind of protecting their own self-interest while the spanish guy is also trying to get to that to that place so he can get his thing delivered 
it's a really interesting film. There's uh, some good gore, some cool action sequences, some great characters. I really, really love this film. It's one I never hear people talk about. So I will be the one who will try to spread the word on this one. It's on Netflix, and that is Valley of the Dead at number nine. Yeah, still need to watch a ton of these, obviously. Number nine is one I just watched over on Shutter. It's Hatching, based on both of you guys' recommendation. And I don't think I'll ever watch this one again. It's like a one and done for me, but it was so different and took some risks and went fucking weird with it that it made my list. And the less you know, the better. Um, but, you know, quick synopsis is girl finds an egg. She takes the egg into her house and cares for it. And then things start growing from there. Yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Hatching, number nine. For me, number eight is going to be The Sadness. Yeah, I mean, man, I feel like it's been so long since I've seen it at this point. Like, I feel like it's one of the first movies we watched uh, in 2022. And man, it's still, it still sticks out in my brain as definitely being one of the most shocking movies I watched this year, for sure. The practical effects were absolute A plus in this. Some of the most memorable scenes of the year as well especially the fucking coffee shop scene where the guy gets scalped. I mean, just fucking amazing. Like I said, I mean, probably one of the most depraved movies that I've seen in uh, mainstream wise in a, a very long time is this dropped, I, I believe on shutter, if I'm correct. So, I mean, a lot of people saw it. I remember the buzz at the time and I mean, it was, it was worth it. I mean, def- it, was, it was crazy. It was just, just a fucking crazy movie and uh, yeah, just a lot of fun. And yeah, number eight, the sadness. Uh, my number eight is a movie I know you guys didn't love, but I did. And it's a movie we reviewed also very early in the year. And that is The Exorcism of God. I just loved how fucking crazy this movie was. It went to places that I never would have expected. They had a fucking demon Jesus. It was crazy. And there were a lot of really like good, scary scenes. Uh, I mean, the acting was spotty, sure. And there was like a couple holes in the plot. But I really enjoyed watching it. I watched it twice because I watched it for the review and I watched it for an interview that we did. We did two interviews actually for that movie and I just really enjoyed it. This was easily my favorite exorcism film of the year and I've seen a few of them and uh, yeah, I think it's a fun watch and again, one that I don't hear people talking about. I don't even know where you could watch it to be honest. We got it as a screener. I don't think I've ever seen it released on anything other than maybe VOD, I guess. So if you can find it, I suggest watching it and that's The Exorcism of God at number eight. All right, my number eight is going to be Mr. Art the Clown's Terrifier 2. Man, it's fucking wild, man. They, like Joe said, they take what works in part one and just amplify it, take it up to another couple notches. Super ultra bloody, and it's really cool, too, that it got so much buzz in the theater and made some fucking good money for such a small release. So I'm excited to see where it goes, you know? I hope that they kind of cut some bullshit and make it more straight in the realm of realistic ism whatever you know like some of the dream sequences were lame the ending part with the birth of the baby head art thingy was fucking weird uh but terrifier 2 man this is a movie like all right you like horror movies kid you've been watching jason and this let's see how you do with this movie so terrifier 2 number eight coming in at number uh, seven for me is going to be hatching this movie is like really bizarre but just like it just was captivating at the same time the creature effects in this was absolute just a plus i fucking loved it just like and the puppeteering work like on this thing is is insane it's it's probably like one of my favorite creature designs in in years i i fucking absolutely loved it and it just goes to places 
you're not expecting. So yeah, hatching number seven. My number seven is a movie we, we talked about before. I don't remember what context. Oh yeah, in the in the trivia. And that's uh, Deadstream, which I saw over on Shudder. This is just a fucking crazy movie. It's like watching one of those like overzealous YouTubers doing a live stream and weird shit starts happening. But as I was watching it, the fucking movie just goes into crazier and crazier and crazier places that you just don't expect. You know, at first you think it's just going to be kind of a haunted house thing and then it's good there's gonna be a little bit of ghost and that happens and then it gets into demons and then it gets into fucking just crazy shit and you're like what the fuck is going on it was very much like a live stream like evil dead it was amazing i really like this movie i did not see it coming i was entertained throughout the whole thing and could not recommend this one enough so that's dead stream at number seven very nice and just uh real quick on the hatching worst mom of the year award for that lady very weird. All right, number seven for me is Jordan Peele's Nope. Fucking super great performances all around. Really interesting concept. The reason it's not higher for me is because I didn't, I wasn't crazy about the ending. What's the TMZ guy showed up? It kind of lost tra- uh, a little traction there. Plus, I didn't like the jean jacket, his final form. It kind of looked like a big paper bag or a plastic bag. But overall, man, like for originality and a major release, freaking legit. So that's Nope and number seven. Alrighty. At number six for me is going to be uh, one of Steve's honorable mentions, and that is Speak No Evil. Man, this movie takes you on a absolute ride, and it is bleak as all hell. And holy shit, like I, by the end of it, like my jaw was on the floor. It's probably one of my biggest surprises of. 2022 it just kind of came out of nowhere steve recommended it i watch it and this movie blew me away it really did like it i mean it's definitely not a movie that's gonna make you feel good when you get to the end of it but i mean it this is the type of horror movie like you just want to watch something that's gonna not make you feel good but i mean it is horror (laughs) it's horror through and through for sure not the type of horror maybe you think of like there's no blood there's no gore really in this movie it's just pure fucking bleakness but i mean i i loved it so speak no evil number six well if you're gonna steal one of my honorable mentions i'm gonna steal one of yours so my number six is prey you know like disney comes that comes in buys fox and makes a predator movie my expectations were pretty low going in. I really just watched it because it happened to be on Disney Plus. It was it came out during kind of a slow time during the year, and I was blown away. I absolutely loved what they did with this franchise. You know, they took the Predator like you know essence, but dropped it somewhere else to give it a completely new story. You know, they didn't do like all the other ones we watch, Halloween, Scream, and uh, you know, a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and all those. They really just took the essence of it and put it somewhere else and that was in the past with indigenous people and there were some great performances in this it was beautiful to look at it was also super violent and crazy and i i was blown away by this to be honest i really fucking like this movie so pray at number six all righty number six for me is deadstream um i really like the acting this i like the lead character it's it's someone that i probably wouldn't like and it's like, oh, if it went uh, gone a different direction, I probably would have turned it off because he's like obnoxious, annoying, trying to get likes and things like that. But the horror is really excellent. The house is great. The creatures are awesome. And then I like his performance overall, too. He does a lot of like these random uh, 
for lack of a better term, girlish screams that just come out of nowhere and the comedy just lands. And then it just keeps escalating. It doesn't stay stagnant and it just keeps going further and further until it ends. And I highly recommend it. This is one of the filmmakers that I'm definitely looking forward to for some more stuff from his career. So Deadstream, six. Yeah, and his VHS 99 segment was awesome. So Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, coming in, number five, folks. Top five of the year. Let's do it. Coming in at number five for me is going to be Pearl. Um, This was the follow-up to uh, Ty West X. And to me, it was just, a great great movie yeah i mean mia goth really carries this in- entire movie as she's pretty much in every single scene yeah i mean i really loved seeing the backstory to pearl you know we you know i think it really elevates x in in a lot of ways as well knowing kind of the motivation behind that character um but yeah i mean i loved the aesthetic of the movie uh you know mia goths of course 10 minute sort of fucking like dialogue thing at the end was was great the dance scene i mean there's just a lot of memorable scenes in this so yeah number five for me pearl my number five is one both of you have already mentioned and that is terrifier 2 i was just so into this art the clown is fucking insane in this movie uh damien leone's makeup effects are just on another level like the gore that he exhibits in this movie are just crazy and I really really enjoy that it had one of the most memorable scenes of the year easily in the bedroom and I really like Lauren Lavera as a new like final girl she was fantastic in this and I thought it was a great film it's really too bad that the last 30 minutes kind of lost me because that first hour would have been an easy number one for me but then it got really weird and kind of boring a little bit so for me it went down a little bit but still a top five movie for me this year and that's uh, Terrifier too. All right, number five for me is Fresh. Sebastian Stan, Daisy Edward Jones uh, give really strong performances. And I just, it was it was pleasant too. It was like nothing groundbreaking, nothing over the top. It was just a movie that did what it wanted to do correctly. You know, she he suckers in a girl. They, you know, quote unquote, are having a great fucking little romantic relationship. And then he just turns on her and it turns out he's a fucking cannibal. That's fucking cool. And the ending's good too. Like the fucking girls have their, their, break out and fucking beat his ass that's always a plus and i just liked it man it 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 was at number one for a long part of the year until some other things came out but i think it's a strong film so fresh over on hulu number five all righty coming in at number four a movie i think that went under all of our radars and to me probably the most surprising major release of the year and that is barbarian just holy shit like this movie really, to me, just I, I think it came out of nowhere. And then we started seeing a lot of buzz about it. And we decided we all got to go see it. And we ended up I think, all loving it. And just, I mean, this movie goes places no one, I don't think, is expecting. Um, it's like three movies in one, sort of. It's it's really crazy and great. I mean, man, Bill Skarsgård gives a great performance in this. Justin Long gives a hilarious performance in this. Our lead actress in here was fantastic as well. And then you got fucking mama, fucking, you know, <laughs> crazy ass barbarian lady just going fucking ape shit on everyone. I mean, it is a fucking batshit crazy movie, but I loved that this got a theater release and yeah, fantastic. Barbarian number four. My number four is uh, Nope. 
I mean, Jordan Peele is just so fucking good at making movies. And I always can't, like, I can't wait to see what he does next. You know, he's always does something really different and very powerful and with a lot of meaning and just, it's it's amazing, like, what this movie, you know, is represents. And there are so many things, like, nuances that I heard about after watching it. And I had a lot of really great discussions with people about it. And there's just so many layers to this movie that it's absolutely crazy. Uh, it's probably one of the ones I'm most looking forward to watching again from everything on my 2022 list because now that I've you know kind of had all those conversations and everything, the only reason I didn't rewatch it is I thought I'm going to keep everything at like their original thought uh, instead of starting to rewatch stuff because it's always unfair when you watch it a second time compared, you know, I'm not watching all the other ones a second time. So I decided not to, but it's still, I mean, at number four, obviously I really loved it. But like Todd, the end lost me a little bit. There are some plot holes that I still think are kind of, you know, so-so, but overall, fantastic movie, and that's uh, nope. All right, my number four is Joe's number four, and that's Barbarian. Jordi, uh, Georgina Campbell plays Tess. She's great. Bill Skarsgård, Justin Long, both solid. And, you know, what I liked about it, too, it, it's just fucking, like, a surprise, you know, 100% a surprise. And that goes from the movie's conception to its release, us not knowing about it, to the actual scenes in the movie like there's a scene in the cellar where Skarsgård gets his and it just comes out of complete left field like you think he's the lead character and like nope we fucked you over and then it switches like 100% tone change tonal change to just along oh we love everyone loves just along cool he's in it oh wait, he's a rapist like fuck you know and then like and then it's uh, shifts gears again where oh this homeless man he's a scary character nope he's trying to save you it's like it keeps switching gears and it keeps changing things up to keep it fresh and mama dude mama's legit like, gosh, the breastfeeding stuff is disgusting. It's gross. It's terrifying. I just wish they would have went deeper with that one character that's a serial killer in the basement. That's the only missed opportunity in this film. But uh, still solid at number four, Barbarian. Uh, all right. Uh, so let's get into it. Top three of the year, ladies and gentlemen. And for me, coming in at number three is going to be Ty West X. I mean, this movie was just a pleasant, pleasant surprise. This is basically like a a complete homage in a lot of ways to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. This like brought back just like that grimy grindhouse style horror from the 70s to damn near perfection in a lot of ways. Fantastic performances throughout. Mia Goth, once again, great in this. Uh, you got Jenna Ortega in here. Uh, God, is it Kid Cudi? I believe um, as well. Uh, just, I mean, just everybody in this, just a great ensemble cast and just, just fucking like batshit crazy as well. You know, a lot of great kills, good gore. You know, you, you never expect fucking two horny old people just to go fucking batshit crazy on people and it fucking worked. So yeah, number uh, three is X. So my number three, I mean, X is going to give it to you. So also Ty West is X. Uh, I, I just really love this movie. It's so good. It really captured that grimy 70s feel like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I love the whole kind of porno side story. It was interesting. It was funny at times. There are also some great moments like within the movie, like Jenna Ortega, you know, kind of just being there. I think she was a sound girl, but wanting to get be part of it because she's new and she wanted to feel like comfortable in the group. And I forget what his name is, but the lead guy, like the guy who's kind of running the porno, he was so fucking funny, man. Like he has a whole scene in his tidy whities, but he somehow makes it where he, he looks looks like cool, even in his tidy whities. Just like his attitude was awesome. And Mia Goth, one of the best performances this year. 
not my top performance, which we'll get into the awards, but definitely an honorable mention there. And some great kills. There's some fucking legit kills in this movie that came out of nowhere. The fucking kill in front of the van with all the blood where she's dancing and shit like that was super memorable. And the stuff in the basement. And yeah, there's some great scenes in this. And it's fantastic. Uh, I really, really enjoy this movie. So X at number three. All right. My number three is Prey. Not X, sorry. And I loved it. It was one of those surprises too where i'm like all right it's probably gonna be lame but man it blew me away predator fighting a bear is freaking cool the evil frenchmen that get theirs is freaking cool dakota beavers amber mid thunder such great performances dakota man this is freaking first acting role are you kidding me awesome and the way he goes out is such a g too man he's like this is where it ends for me whatever he says fucking awesome pray give us more predator like this small scale different locations different kinds of people i see a lot of people saying they want to see it versus samurai or something like that bring it on dude we don't need to have a bunch of soldiers fighting predator every time let's just do it so uh pray in at number three all righty uh my number two of the year is going to be a movie i had no idea anything about and i just saw it you know that it was available and i decided just throw it on blindly and I fucking absolutely love this movie. And that movie is You Won't Be Alone. It is unique. It's bizarre. Disturbing at times. Cold. But also beautiful as well. Um, you know, it, it's uh, just a masterclass to me in filmmaking as well. Great cinematography. Wonderful acting. It has a witch in it, which you know already just elevates the movie for me. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, it's just it's just quite a movie, and I think more people should see it, and that is why I put it so high as well. So you won't be alone, number two. Uh, my number two is The Sadness, one of the first horror movies we watched this year, and even now, you know, 10 or 11 months after, it still has an impact on me. It is fucking gory as hell. There's blood everywhere. It does things that you're like, wow, they got away with that, huh? Or, oh, they're really going there. And I just, I had such a, like, like a evil smile, you know, throughout the whole thing. Like, it's almost bad to say that I smiled throughout this whole movie, but I did because it's so fucking deprived and crazy and bloody and fun. Uh, it did have some plot holes and some weird moments where the movie would kind of stop and go into these weird segments, like watching like North Korea or whatever on the TV or some weird shit in the movie. But I still really, really enjoyed this movie, and it was on the top of my list for a long, long time. But when I watched it, I thought, okay, this probably be like a top five. I don't know if it'll be a top one, but it stayed there all this, throughout the year. So good on it. I really enjoyed it. Definitely worth checking out. So that's the sadness at number two. All right. My number two is Vin Diesel's Triple X. Um, solid. And no, I was kidding. <laughs> man, imagine that movie. Remember that fucking movie, how terrible it was? But no, my number two is X, man. For all the uh, reasons you guys already said, it's just. It's just good. The the setting is good. Uh, closest to the feeling of the TCM guy's character is good. Girl's character is good. The gator fucking scene where it's swimming up on her and you're like, oh, it's going to eat her. No, damn it. But we know it's coming back. Good. Mia the Goss uh, double performance. Awesome. Gosh, man. Like nothing wrong with this movie. Like it was just fucking out there, dude. And it was great. So I'm leaving it at X and at number two. All righty. Let's do it, folks. Number ones. And my number one of the year, I went back and forth, honestly. I was, I had no idea. I was between You Won't Be Alone and my number one movie. 
which is Jordan Peele's Nope. I decided to put Jordan Peele, I decided to put Nope at number one because of the IMAX experience I had in watching this movie. It was literally one of the best theater experiences I've had ever. Like the the full IMAX that this movie put out, which was for, you know, at least 50% of the movie was was just mind-blowing. And, you know, Jordan Peele wanted, it was the movie was all about spectacle and Seeing it in IMAX was absolutely a spectacle. The Gordy scenes will go down as one of the most memorable scenes of the entire year for me. And it was unique. You know, it was a unique, very unique movie in a lot of ways. Fact that, uh, you know, spoilers, the fact that the, you know, thing in the sky that you think is a UFO is really an alien was fucking really cool. Like, and not something, you know, anyone has really ever done before, honestly, um, with aliens. So I thought that was fucking great. Amazing performances throughout from everyone. Great ensemble cast, great score, great cinematography. So yeah, Jordan Peele's Nope, number one for me. You also would have been kicked out of your apartment had you not picked it number one. <laughs> so, all right. So my number one, uh, this came to as a surprise to even me. Because I did not expect this movie to be a number one film for me, but it just fucking stayed with me since I watched it, and that's Hatching. Fuck, this movie is good in so many ways. The relationship between the very bad mother and the daughter is great. The way that she treats her husband and son differently the inner workings of that family is just so fucking fascinating to me just in a really crazy way she's got the like like dance mom you know kind of thing except she's a gymnast and it's just nice to see you also get that social media aspect of you know the perfect family on social media that you always see but the truth behind that is definitely darker than it seems and then you got that fantastic creature throughout like think the fly but in reverse like it starts off like full fly and then it slowly morphs into Jeff Goldblum of kind of like that, but the creature morphs into something else. It just stayed with me. The performances in this, the scenes in this, the dialogue, the gore, the you know moments that would happen. I really did not see this movie coming and I fucking just loved it. So that's uh, Hatching that, as my number one this year. All right. My number one is The Sadness. It's just wild, man. It is wild. This movie kicks off and it never stops, right? I mean, you have a scene where they're like they're torturing a dude on a basketball court, right? And then he rescues them. He's like, "Why'd you stop him?" He's into him. Like, what the? There's a scene where this creeper dude on a train is constantly chasing after the main person, and then at one point he, you know, rapes a character via her eye. You know what I mean? It's just like, gosh, what are they doing? And it's violent. It's fast paced. It's got great acting. And that villain, that lead zombie, whatever you want to call him, is like freaking phenomenal. So that's sadness at number one for me. All righty. Well, is that the, is this like the first, do, what do we, did we all have different number ones last year as well? I can't remember. Or did we have, um, what, is, my, what was it? Me and Steve had Ghostbusters last yeah, year. Yeah. So, oh, that's right. Okay. And you didn't, yeah. think it was a horror movie. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Stand by it. Um, <laughs> all right, well, let's do it, folks. The 2022 master list. Yeah, so let's do it. 2022 master list. 29 total lists. Our biggest ever. Our 80s list. We had 28, so we bested it by one. In comparison to our 2021 master list, 16. So almost double from last year's master list. 65 different movies received a vote 
in comparison from last year, 58 different movies received a vote. But when you really think about it, 16 lists last year, 58 different movies, 29 lists this year, well, 65. So a lot uh, less when you really think about it. And then 15 different movies this year received a first place vote. So that means, ladies and gentlemen, more than half of the lists had a different first place movie on it. So pretty damn interesting right there. Uh, In comparison from last year, seven different movies of the 16 lists received a first place vote. So let's get into it with our honorable mentions. We're doing five. So here it is coming in at number 15 is Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Uh, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies was on four of the 29 lists and peaked with two third-place votes. Coming in at number 14 is Sissy. Sissy received 58 points, was on four of the 29 lists, and peaked with a first-place vote. Coming in at number 13, The Menu. The Menu received 62 points, was on five of the 29 lists, and also received a first-place vote. Coming in at number 12 is Smile. Smile received 102 points, was on nine of the 29 lists, and also peaked with one first-place vote. And our last honorable mention, number 11, Deadstream. Deadstream received 108 points, was on 11 of the 29 lists, and peaked with a second-place vote. So there it is, your honorable mentions. I should also mention, uh, for those of you maybe listening for the first time, the way the point system works is a first-place vote receives 20 points, all the way down to two points for a 10th place vote. So uh, yeah, what do you guys think? What do you guys think of those honorable mentions? Any surprises there for you? I'm surprised that Dead Dead uh, Deadstream is so low. I thought it would crack the top 10 for sure. But other than that, no. It's a pretty indie movie though. Like, I, It's not a mainstream one, right? So I don't know if a lot of people have actually seen it. But other than that, no, it's not a very surprising list. I mean, maybe the menu would be higher if people saw it, but it came out pretty late in the year. Uh, Smile is also kind of late in the year, so that's also a possibility. So no big surprises, I'd say, in that. All right. Bodies, bodies, bodies surprised me a little bit. I I didn't expect it. I mean, I know it got some buzz, but I I was not expecting it, I I guess, to make uh, the list. Actually, speaking Uh, of which, just quickly, Pete Davidson was wearing an Arctic Clown shirt yesterday. (laughs) Saw, yeah, big I saw that on social fan. media. Yeah, crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big Terrifier fan. I read. I follow uh, one of the producers, and like they met up with them and gave them like a production coat and stuff like that. Yeah, pretty cool. All right, so let's get into it, ladies and gentlemen. Our top ten horror movies of the year, based on you guys. Obviously, this. Thank you, everyone. This is, of course, uh, the master list. Of course, from our listeners, fellow podcasters and other people some of our notables uh thank you alex from bloody disgusting thank you to um our friends from that strange show retro redoctopus also podcast and of course everyone over on our discord so a lot of great people involved in this list all right coming in at number 10 is going to be the sadness the sadness received 126 points was on 10 of the 29 lists and peaked with Todd's 
first place vote. Stand by it. Stand by it. <laughs> All right. Coming in at number nine is going to be Hatching. Hatching received 134 points, was on 11 of the 29 lists, and peaked with two first place votes, Steve being one of them. All right. Coming in at number eight is going to be Pearl. Pearl received 142 points, was on 11 of the 29 lists, and peaked with a first place vote. Coming in at number seven is going to be Fresh. Fresh received 146 points, was on 13 of the 29 lists, and peaked with a second place vote. Coming in at number six, the Black Phone. The Black Phone received 172 points, was on nearly half, 15 of the 29 lists, and peaked with a first place vote. So there we go. What do you guys think so far before we get into our top five? I see it. Solid. All right. Yep. All right. Let's do it then. Our top five horror movies of 2022. Coming in at number five is Prey. Prey received 174 points, was on 15 of the 29 lists, and peaked with two second place votes. Coming in at number four, Jordan Peele's Nope. Jordan Peele's Nope received 192 points, was on 18 of the 29 lists, and peaked with three first place votes. All right, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Our top three horror movies of 2022 coming in at, and I'll say top three, really. Runaways compared to the rest here. Absolutely. All right, coming in at number three was Barbarian. Barbarian received 242 points, almost 50 points more than our number four movie, Nope. Uh, Was on 19 of the 29 lists and received five first place votes. Coming in at number two, Terrifier 2. Terrifier 2 received 254 points, was on 20 of the 29 lists and received two first place votes which leaves us with the number one movie an absolute runaway ladies and gentlemen for number one and that is ty west x ty west x received 322 points the only movie to break 300 points was on 22 of the 29 lists and peaked with the most first place votes with seven first place votes so there you have it ladies and gentlemen your top 10 of 2022 i don't think really any surprises there but what do you guys think yeah no no real surprises i mean we all had x in our top three so uh you know definitely well deserving yeah i think it's a solid list this year but not too surprised mostly the more mainstream ones i guess you could mm-hmm. say so yeah it's good mm-hmm. i guess the only surprise is i thought nope would be a top one or two on that one because it seemed everyone seemed to really enjoy it yeah but other than that i mean it's freaking solid right the only one i guess on the whole top 10 that i didn't like was pearl to be honest mm-hmm. yeah no real surprises i think honestly congratulations art the clown like terrifier 2 being number two i think is my biggest surprise i did not expect it to get that high but it, it was actually very close between barbarian obviously and terrifier 2 literally uh, just a matter of uh, a few points separated those two movies it could have went honestly one way or the other 
But yeah, but I mean, Barbarian received the second most uh, first place votes. Just you know, more people uh, had Terrifier two on their list, which kind of which knocked it up. But yeah, other than that, I mean, I guess Hatching, Hatching being in the top ten, I I think is a bit of a surprise, just because it is an indie movie. It's also a foreign movie. But yeah, what do we have? Two two foreign movies making the top ten yeah, uh, this year. Hatching, so yeah. yeah, so yeah, that's 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 awesome. So uh, yeah, good stuff. Thank you so much, everybody. Our biggest master list yet. And I think it really um, was solid and shows, I think those probably are the probably the 10 of the best movies of the year for sure. So thank you so much, everyone, for sending those lists in. And uh, yeah, shout out to all of you and be ready. 70s, I think, is it will be our next one. So get, I'm already starting. So get those top 10 lists ready for the 70s. That will be coming in about, what, five or six months? Yeah, yeah, in, in the summer, like usually July ish. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah and we good. uh, we we doubled the entries right from 21 to 22. Let's double it from 22 to 23. Just let's about, yeah, yeah, let's mm-hmm. get it done. You guys want to do the movie awards? Let's do it. You want to name the best actor and then all three of us just give one or what? Yeah, or yeah, that's yeah, we'll do it like kind of that way. So, all right, let me get an envelope and everything, and we'll do a whole thing of it. <laughs> all right, <laughs> drum, uh, drum roll, please. Yeah. <laughs> So best actor, I'll lead off, and it's going to be Dakota Beavers from Prey. Like I said in my mini review, he's first time actor, and he fucking knocked it out of the park, dude. I loved his character, and he was fantastic in it. So that's my best actor, Dakota Beavers Prey. Nice. You going to meme a Frightmare? Hell yeah, I'm going to meme a Frightmare. It's going to be legit. Nice. <laughs> All right, my best actor of 2022. I'm gonna give it to Ray Fines from The Menu. He really carries that movie as his performance as the chef. I mean, fantastic. And Ray Fines, I mean, just an amazing actor in general. He's, He's a been fine fucking actor. like everything. <laughs> Yes, indeed. <laughs> but yeah, he his he's great in that. I think he overshadows Anya Taylor Joy in that movie, which is not an easy thing to do. But if anyone can do it, Ray Fiennes can do it. So there you go. Awesome. I have a two-way tie in uh, in this category, and the reason for it is I think they played off each other so well that I have a hard time giving it to one, not the other. And that is Morton Burian. And Fedja Van Hewitt, Bjorn and Patrick from Speak No Evil. I don't think that movie works if those two don't play their roles in the way that they did. I mean, one of them was the perfect nice guy to villain. And the next, the other one was the perfect, like, kind of nice guy taking it and being kind of taken aback by it. Fucking fantastic. Uh, Need to watch that movie if you're, you know, hate yourself and (laughs) want to feel pain. So great performances. Right. Best actress for me is going to be Daisy Edgar Jones from Fresh. I think she's gorgeous and she's a great actress and she plays that like uh, vulnerable and switches from being vulnerable to let's fucking get out of this mess very finely. So I think she's great and she's great in this movie. So Daisy Edgar Jones on Fresh with runner up, close runner up being Amber Mid Thunder from Prey. She's phenomenal, just like uh, Dakota Beavers was. Well, I, I'm going to change mine up because I feel like me and Steve might have the same best actress. So I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to pivot here and I'm going to give um, my best actress to Mia Goth for X and Pearl. I mean, she fucking played three roles this year and she was great in all of them. So, yeah, Mia Goth, Pearl, X. And who do you think I have? I think you have Rebecca Hall for Resurrection. She was my number two. She is my runner up. But okay. very late in the year someone 
change that. And my award for best actress is Alva Brinsmo Ranstad from The Innocents. So she plays someone with very heavy autism and she plays it so realistically that I actually had to look her up because I was curious if they had just given someone that was autistic the role or if it was somebody playing an autistic person. And in fact, she's just, she does not have autism as far as I can find in my research. Uh, she just plays that role so well not overdoing it but making it really realistic and i really felt for that character throughout that movie and she was just fucking fantastic but yeah definitely rebecca hall was my runner-up she's so good like she is fucking one to watch she's fantastic and that was a resurrection a good movie too just wasn't a top 10 for me but great performance resurrection and the night house just yeah killed in both those movies all right best scare in a year that I don't think was that scary, it goes to one of Steve's top 10, and it's the Jesus scare, where we're walking up to a gentleman in the corner of a room or something, and his fucking hair, he's looking at you. They expose the hair, and his fucking face is looking at you. Best scare of the year in the movie, I don't remember the name. Exorcism, <laughs> Exorcism of God. There you go, Exorcism of God. I, I titled it here in my notes, the Jesus scare hair backwards scene. So there you go. That was a good one, for sure. All right, I'm going to give it to the Barbarian, the first reveal. And it's just the whole tension of that scene with her going down when Bill Skarsgård is screaming for her. I mean, that scene was so fucking tension-filled. And then just when that fucking thing comes running, you know, at Skarsgård from behind, it was, it was scary. Like, my heart was definitely racing a little bit there. So it was a great, really effective scene. I think Exorcism of God was the scariest movie I saw this year, but you're right, Todd. It wasn't necessarily a scary year. But even though the scare itself was kind of ruined for me because I saw it a hundred times in the fucking trailer all year all year round, I still think it's the best scare that happened this year. And that is the upside down scare in Smile. Uh, when the girl comes up to the car and then her head pivots upside down. I think that's a super fucking effective scare. They fucking ruined it by putting in the trailer. They really should not have done that because... I thought that was the best scene in that movie and it would have been amazing had I not known that was coming. So I'm still giving it my best scare of the year, but shame on you people for putting in the fucking trailer. Yeah. Stop blowing your load in the trailer. Yeah. All right. Biggest surprise for me is going to be Barbarian. Came out of left field, man, and just hit. So Barbarian is my biggest surprise. Ended up in my top 10. A lot of, I mean, most people's top 10s. So yeah. Yeah, I'm going to give it to Hellraiser. You know, it. I think it's the best Hellraiser that's come out since part two. Um, I don't think many people were expecting it to be good. And I think this one was actually really good. Uh, maybe not perfect, maybe not amazing, but a really solid Hellraiser adaptation. And my biggest surprise was Prey. You know, Disney taking over the Predator franchise, I quite honestly did not expect them to do so well. And they did a fantastic job. And it actually makes me excited for all of their properties that they purchased from Fox. It was just a great movie. And I hope these horror you know, franchises take a page of this book and do that with the characters. You know, just put those characters in completely new settings. So it's a new movie and not trying to rehash old shit, which is what they're, they're all doing, essentially. So biggest surprise easily for me was Prey. Yeah, I had that on there for the longest time. And I switched it to Barbarian, but mirror everything most memorable moment 
for me is going to be the Texas Chainsaw Massacre backwards leg break. I've always had like a soft spot. It's one of those things, stomach stuff, like in the um, House on Honda Hill opening scene where the inmates are operating on people that are alive, stuff like that. And then backward legs breaks are two of the things that always make me my fucking skin crawl. And it hit perfectly in this movie. That's the backwards leg break in CCM. I have a tie for two Mem- very memorable scenes. Uh, number one being Gordy, obviously the Gordy scenes in Nope. And also the end sequence of Men. And I'll just leave it at that. If you've seen Men, you will know. But that, I mean, that's just to me, like, we'll never forget that. <laughs> My most memorable moment, Todd mentioned it before, and that is Zombie Jesus in Exorcism of God. I did not think they'd have the balls to do it, to be honest with you. I never thought I would see this. It was fucking amazing, scary, fucking freaky. And I applaud them for taking that risk and putting into that movie. So I'll never forget it. And that's probably what made that movie so high for me, a big part of it. So Zombie Jesus is an exorcism of God. I realized that I skipped Best Kill. So we'll go back to that real quick. Best kill for me is going to be in the sadness. That diner scene where everything starts fucking going apeshit crazy is phenomenal. My runner up is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre bus rampage, which is great too. But sadness delivered on the grossness, the blood. Fuck, man. Yeah. And for me, delivering on the grossness and the blood is the bedroom scene in Terrifier 2. Also, one of probably one of the most memorable moments of the year as well. Absolutely. Just absolute disgusting, sickening, shocking, and fantastic all at the same time. Uh, all three of those are great, but I'm with Joe on this one. The fucking bedroom kill and Terrifier 2 was unforgettable. Absolutely fucking crazy madness. I can't believe Damien Leone topped the kill in the first Terrifier. And holy fuck, I can't even wait to see what he does in part three because he has to, right? It's like a thing now. You have to do. You have to do the thing. So let's let's see what he got. It's crazy too that it was in theaters and some people that aren't horror fans watched that. <laughs> and and loved it. Academy Award uh, like people <laughs> who had to like look for the nominations, which is yeah. great. That's so funny. <laughs> Obscure recommendation. I'm going with Men. I don't think it's a great film. Nowhere near the top ten. But like Joe mentioned, that whole final 10 minute or so sequence, it's just wild, man. It's insane. It le- I don't even know what happened to this day. It's just like you, you try to process it and it's just impossible. So leave it at that. Men, obscure recommendation because I don't think a lot of people watched it. Yeah. All right. So I get two. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cheat here. The first one I'm going to give is, Re- is Resurrection, which uh, me and Steve have talked about earlier, just based on Rebecca Hall's performance alone. Uh, I'm also going to give one to an interview we did this year, and that is Slapface. We interviewed a couple of the actors from it, and you know, not like anything ultra amazing, but a really solid horror movie, and I think one that a lot of people would enjoy. Yeah, for sure. Exorcism of God was definitely one of them for me. But what I ultimately went with is Valley of the Dead. It's a really cool movie, and I haven't heard a single person talk about it ever. Not on social media, not in the the groups I'm in. No one talks about this movie. And it's on Netflix. A lot of people have that service. I just, I don't know. I guess it just went completely under the radar. And I hope some people check it out based off this episode and when I talked about it on my watch, on whatever episode I did that. So Valley of the Dead, go check it out. 
All right, getting down to the final ones here. Best pod episode for me would be our top 80s. I love doing our top 10s. You know, whatever decade we do, plus the end of the year, always my two favorite episodes of the year. And 80s is one of the best for horror. So yeah, best pod app for me this year was 80s. Yeah, agreed. I think we're probably all going to be in agreement on this. They're, yeah, the, the best of episodes are always my favorite. They're just so fun. The master list, I love seeing everyone's lists and whatnot. It's just, it's super fun. So because of that, I, I did come up with a second one as well. And I picked The Phantom of the Opera because I think we stepped out of our comfort zone on that one. We had never done like, you know, Universal Monster or even a movie that old before. And a silent film to boot. And I thought it was like a really, really cool, really fun discussion and whatnot. So yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of did the same thing as Joe. I mean, top of the 80s, obviously. I mean, we we love doing those decade episodes. So that's always going to be kind of the number one. Uh, so I also picked another one and it was actually the episode right before uh, the top of the 80s. And sorry, Joe, you're actually not even on that episode, but it's the Dawn of the Dead remake episode that Todd and I did. You know, it's fun when we riff on a movie like Halloween ends and we got all angry and we talk about all the points and stuff like that we didn't like, we liked all that stuff. But I, to me, it's even more fun when we're both such fucking geeks for a movie that we're totally geeking out and talking about all the stuff we loved and laughing about some of the crazy references that maybe a lot of people wouldn't even get. But we're such big Dawn of the Dead fans that I had a fucking blast doing that episode with Todd. So the Dawn of the Dead episode 239 was my favorite uh, non-top of the 80s episode. That's an excellent point. And I think we did a scene-by-scene scene review, too. For yeah, well, without even, like, realizing. <laughs> yeah, unintentionally, we did a scene-by-scene, yeah. scene, like, breakdown, and fuck, it was so much fun. Yeah, and uh, our me, Steve and I's plan for when Joe has, you know, work late or something and he can't be on the show is to cover, like, a Romero film or something. So maybe it's Day of the Dead next, Land of the Dead. We'll see. But bringing us to our best interview, and this might be unanimous if we went the same way with it, it's Omri Katz in person on a theater stage after just showing Hocus Pocus. That was so much fun. So, so amazing. That's my favorite. Yeah, I mean, that... I wasn't even thinking of that, honestly, but that is absolutely the best. But I also had Omri Katz regular interview as well that we did and that me and Steve did as well. But yeah, I mean, you, you really can't top the interview we did with him in person, non Omri wise. Um, my other one, I guess I'll go, I'm going to go uh, Kate Bosworth. She was an absolute delight. I and mean, I really loved that interview with her. Yeah. Uh- you know, Omri, obviously, fucking amazing. That that was great. The best interview that I wasn't on was Kate Bosworth. I really enjoyed listening to that one. She seemed really cool. But for the ones I were on, it's like a two-way tie for different reasons. And because one of them, we only got like a quick 15 minutes, whereas the other one we actually got to talk to like in depth. And that's uh, Lauren Lavera from Terrifier 2. We only got 15 minutes with her, but she sold me in those 15 minutes. She is a legit horror fan. She loves fucking, you know, being in the genre. She loves Terrifier 2, and her energy just came out of the screen. It was fucking amazing talking to her, and I really wish we had more time than, you know, our allotted 15 minutes. But other than that, it was the only interview in years that all three of us were on, and that was the one that we did last week with David Steinman, who directed uh, Santa Slay. Just because it's such a, like, random person to get on, all three of us were there, and he was such a really good guy great stories and really giving with the information and i just really loved it and you could tell that he loved the movie you know so that was fucking awesome so i would say that one as well yeah he would be cool to have back again just give us, tell us more stories <laughs> which brings us to, us to our last one our 2023 most anticipated anticipated film 
Yeah, this one, this one was a little bit hard for me. I didn't see a lot that was poking out. What, when do you guys take it? All right. Well, I'll do one for both of us, Todd, because I know you're going to be anticipating this one as well. well I got one, Evil, but I, I struggled Evil Dead, Evil Dead Rise. That, that's my one. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is obviously, I think, a lot of people's very anticipated. I am anticipating The Exorcist, whether it be good or bad. I'm anticipating it one way or the other. Also, Insidious 5. I love the Insidious franchise. Patrick Wilson is going to be director this, directing this one, so you know it's in good hands with him. And I'm really, yeah, I'm really excited. I believe it's going to be Dalton all grown up on this one too, and I believe the actor did come back to, pl- to play Dalton again, so that's going to be really cool. Also saw 10. Tobin Bell's coming back. Shawnee Smith's coming back. I'm really excited to see where that one goes. And then my last one, Maxine, our third movie, and of course this Ty West uh, new universe he has created. Uh, yeah, let's see how it goes. Uh, I, I put two on my list. One that I'm not convinced is actually going to come out this year, but that's the next Ghostbusters film. It's supposed to come out in November. I'm not super convinced about it. They haven't even started filming yet. But if it does come out, I mean, I'm a gigantic Ghostbusters fan. So obviously that'll be my number one most anticipated. And my other one, I'm going on left field with this one. I think this will be the sleeper hit of 2023. One that people will not see coming, I hope. And that's Cocaine Bear. This movie just looks fucking crazy. It's just about a fucking grizzly bear that snorts cocaine and then goes on a killing rampage. So that's like right down my wheelhouse. And I hope it's as fun as, you know, I'm anticipating. So I guess we'll see. Between that, you know, Winnie the Pooh and all that stuff, I think we can have some cool left field kind of movies. But Cocaine Bear is the one that's on my radar right now. Cool. That's it. All right. So you got to want to get to some of the questions we got from our listeners? Oh, fairly had questions. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Before we go into the questions, we do have a special message from our boy Chuck. It's an audio message. Uh, no question in it, but just a little message. So I'll play that now. So Chuck, what is your message? What's up, Horror Squad? Chuck here. No questions. I'm dealing with a lot of stuff at, at my place, so no questions today. But I just want to say congratulations on the year, and I look forward to the episode. And just want to send some love out to the Discord and to the squad itself for being there for me while I am going through some horrible situation. Yeah, just wanted to tell y'all, love you, mean it, and look forward to the episode. Thanks, guys. So thank you, Chuck, for that. I mean, you're awesome, and we hope that everything you know goes well with your situation. So we're definitely thinking you right now. Uh, going into our Discord, we have a few questions there. First one is from Cody, Oddjob versus 007. Predictions for 2023. What do you guys think we'll see more quality or just more? So we're going to see more quality films in 2023 or just more films? Why not both? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know, we'll, we'll have to see. Hopefully more quality. I thought this year was good, though. I thought we got a lot of quality films this year. You know, I after like going back and doing my list, I I do agree. I don't think this was an amazing year for horror. I think it was a very good year for horror. But I don't think there were a lot of absolute knock-it-out-of-the-park standouts. So I would like more of those for next year. I agree. I think with the success of smaller films like Barbarian, Deadstream, Terrifier 2, I think uh, studios and money givers will give a little bit more leeway to some filmmakers and let them do their thing. I thought it was a little weaker year, personally, but still, you know, not, not close to being the worst or anything like that. I just didn't think it was as good as last year. 
you know, having done 111 films, I could say that this year was stronger in the sense that I had way more seven and eights uh, than, you know, two, threes and fours like I did last year. So I think there was a lot more uh, quality films this year, but there weren't like some big standouts. I had, I had a struggle kind of picking a number one because there's nothing where I'm like, oh yeah, that's it. You know, that's that's going to be number one. So it was disappointing in that regard that there weren't these mega hits. And a lot of the movies I was looking forward to disappointed, you know? So that that was a bummer too, but still a great year. As far as my predictions, it's tough to say, but uh, you know, there's good films. Like, like you said, Joe, Insidious, Saw, uh, Evil Dead. Those aren't like the big players in the game, but they're ones that I personally super love. Uh, so I think it's going to be an exciting year and I'm looking forward to it. So he's also asking, what are we most excited to see next year? But we've talked about that. And honestly, I can't even name that many other films outside of the ones we talked about. I don't know about you, Joe, but... Uh... I can name one more. M. Night Shyamalan's new movie uh, that's going to be coming out, which I believe is called Don't Knock at the Cabin or something. It's coming out, I think, in February or March. Stupid title. I mean, for the book title is really good. Cabin at the End of the World. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know a lot about it. I haven't watched the trailer or anything for it yet, but I'm excited for it. I mean, I think I liked Old. I thought Old was was solid, and I'm excited to see what he, his follow up to that is. Also, Megan. I'm super excited for Megan. I saw the trailer when we went and saw Menu, and it excited me like even more. I think it looks super fun. I mean, it has potential to be like a really good time if they do if they do it right this could be the new chucky franchise they're really good if you know if done right see it's funny i'm going in thinking it's going to be this year's like paint by numbers horror we've seen before (laughs) you know uh over marketed underperforming movie but that's just my opinion i hope i'm wrong right always (laughs) yeah that looks like a contender for the worst based on that trailer for me (laughs) we'll see though so Cody's last question, who stood out this year acting and directing that you hope to see more of next? So not just best performances, but just people who stood out to you this year that you're hoping to see more movies for in 2023, both directing and acting. Deadstream guy, man. I forget his name. Deadstream guy, though. His VHS is great. Deadstream is awesome. And then acting wise, um, nothing's really popping out right this second. You know, Mia Goth, she's got another horror movie coming out with uh, Cronenberg's. Brandon Cronenberg's got a new one coming out and she's going to be in it. So that could be very, very good. As far as directors, uh, I would actually agree. I did not, I'm not, I'm in the the minority, obviously on Deadstream. I, you know, I, I didn't think it was bad, but I didn't love it either. But I am excited to see what this guy does after watching the VHS uh, segment as well. And, you know, Ty West, I mean, he's obviously doing a resurgence of horror. So everything he's got coming out, I'll be excited to check out. Yeah. Uh, Acting wise. I mean, I'm really loving what Jenna Ortega is putting out these days. I think she's a great actress and I look forward to seeing what she can do. I hope Rebecca Hall's in something else next year because she is just, wow, just an amazing actress. The way she conveys emotion is really on another level, in my opinion. And I hope we see like Dakota Beavers and stuff like that. You know, people, unfortunately, that are indigenous, See, they tend to get typecast as like they're okay you're going to be the indigenous character in every fucking movie going forward and i really hope that he goes above that and they really see him for the star that he is because i think he can be a great like star in horror or action or whatever the hell he wants to get into but i hope he gets the you know the kind of what he deserves and he's a fantastic actor so we'll see about that so thank you cody for the questions next ones are from weezer face rather than best of the year 
what were some of your most fun watching experiences of the year? Like any theater watches blow you away or any home releases make you for the best movie night you remember? Movie night. I should have prepared better. Black Phone, Barbarian theater releases with my daughter. Super fun, especially Barbarian coming out of nowhere with the titty monster. Um, Smile with her was great. And let's see. I got a couple more here. Uh, don't go in the house of microwave massacre, massacre with a couple buddies, TJ and Brent, over on movie night when I was in Kentucky. And spoiler alert, moving back to Kentucky shortly. Movie night with those guys is always a fun blast. So yeah, those are mine. Yeah, although I didn't love it out there, Mega Halloween tape was a lot of fun to watch uh, with the crowd, the fake like commercials people like it was a hoot watching that i just wish the last half of the movie was a little better but it was still a really fun theater watch probably my you know as far as like fun theater watches that's definitely the one that probably sticks out yeah there's nothing better than watching horror movies with a group and cheap plug alert uh, as of january for our movie club in our discord we will be doing the movie reviews but we're going to watch them together on the stream and then discuss it as opposed to just watching it before and discussing it. I figured out how to do it and that's the way we're going to go forward. So if you want to get in on that, just, you know, send us a message or we'll send you in the discord absolutely free and movies. I think that would be fun to do that with uh, Deadstream. I think was a perfect example of a fun movie that would be cool to watch with others. Day Shift. It's, it's a pretty mainstream movie that, that came out on Netflix. I thought that was a fun one that you can watch and kind of riff off with other people. VHS 99 was a fun one. You know, there's a lot of like little ones. My Best Friend's Exorcism is another one. So there's definitely some movies that are like kind of meant to be watched with other people, I think. And uh, I think those are the ones that stand out to me. You know, not, they're not necessarily the best films this year, but they are super cool and memorable watches for me. The last one's from Jackie. What was your most anticipated of the year and how did it measure up to your expectations? Oh, I don't remember my last year's most anticipated. I don't either, but I mean, Halloween ends obviously extremely dis- disappointing. Definitely one of my most anticipated and yeah, oh. awful. <laughs> I have it in my notes, my spreadsheet from oh. last year. So my 2022 most anticipated was going to be Terrifier 2 or Scream. Scream obviously sucked butthole, but Terrifier 2 was awesome. So I guess 50-50. Yeah, and mine were probably uh, Pray for the Devil, like I said before, and then Halloween, which... Although I probably had lower expectations of Halloween because I didn't like kills either. So that's, uh, at least there's that. But Scream was really a disappointment. So that was probably one of them as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, for me, not a good year for my predictions uh, and my most yeah. anticipated. Yeah, an interesting thing too, going back to our, our master list is Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Halloween, Scream. Not one of them makes the top 10. You know what I mean? And Sad. you know. And then, and Terrifier 2 is our number two. So, you know, it's like the one new franchise is doing something right. Prey, though, Prey is another movie that made the top 10, you know, the resurgence of Predator, hopefully, in the franchise. So, uh, Halloween Ends made one list, you know, I mean, My one wife. list uh, out of 20, <laughs> yeah, out of, tw- uh, out of the 29 master lists. Only one person thought Halloween Ends was worthy uh, of a top 10 spot. Uh, Scream was on the most as far as major franchise movies with uh, five but Texas Chainsaw Massacre was on three so yeah I mean you know those franchises not doing great right now hopefully they write the ship but uh yeah I thought that was pretty interesting absolutely and our final question for the year still from Jackie also 
what movie did you see with little expectations that blew you away? So we had that category, but are there any other ones that stand out that you think were like, okay, wow, this is, you know, this is way better than I thought it would be. Uh, Smile. Mm, um, yeah. I thought it was going to be just, you know, typical, slightly bigger budget. Let's flood the market with uh, trailers kind of movie, but I ended up liking it quite a bit. I agree. That's a great one. I, I would agree with that one. Smile, I'm smile as well. Yeah, for me, other than Prey, I think my biggest other surprises would be VHS 99. You know, um, the last VHS with 94 uh, didn't yeah. not was not great. And VHS 99, I think, righted the ship mostly. So uh, that was actually a really surprising uh, watch. Uh, Beast, I thought was a ton of fun. So someone, one that doesn't get talked a lot about, but did get a major release. Uh, I think I went in with small, like, you know, low expectations and enjoy that one as well. So I think those two kind of stand out. And The Killing Tree. I'm just going to give it a shout out. Mine as well. The Killing Tree is a very, very low budget film on Tubi where a killer Christmas tree goes and kills people that, you know, for whatever reason. So it was it was decent for a very, very, very low budget. Nice. Yeah, I, I just remember too, I was looking at the master list, uh, Hellraiser 2 this year. So you had fucking Hellraiser, Scream, Halloween and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I thought, you know, you would think at least one of those maybe would have made the top 10, but nada, ladies and gentlemen. Pathetic. Terror, I will say uh, Hellraiser did the best as far as the amount of lists it was on. It was on uh, six. Mm. Six out of the six of the master lists. People want new shit. You know, they're tired of yeah. people rehashing the old shit over and over. Yeah, it's it's no, yeah. I mean, look at X, X original. I mean, sort of. I mean, it was basically a text chainsaw massacre rehash in a lot of ways, but it still wasn't a sequel. It was a new, you know, uh, you know, fresh original movie. So, you know, mainly a lot of honestly, a lot of originals, you know, X Barbarian, Nope, Black Phone, Fresh. Yeah, not many. Honestly, the only it was a Terrifier 2 and Prey, really, the only sequel or franchise movies uh out there everything else was original so yeah no exactly and that's good i think that's you know people always bitch that there's too many remakes and sequels but in horror obviously that's not necessarily the case there's a lot of original shit coming out all the time and with the amount of movies we watch and we watch a lot of them all of us it's crazy that we can still get surprised by stuff and see new stuff all the time and it's i love when you know we talked about it with sadness for me exorcism of god seeing things that blow my mind that i'm like wow i never thought i'd see that that's amazing mm -hmm. so what's the better movie so far of the decade 2021's malignant or 2022's x oh x based uh, on the master x, list based x. on our master list number yeah one. x for me too i, yeah. I think is better than malignant mm -hmm. trying to go back to my not top of last year to see what it was no afterlife is still uh, my favorite of the decade so mm -hmm. oh yeah i forget just just for fun i want to run down the top 10 master list from 2021 just to see if what do you guys think of it now a year a full two <laughs> years almost two years removed. <laughs> all right number all right now really quickly number 10 the night house number nine last night in soho number eight blood red sky number seven halloween kills number six a quiet place Place two, number five, Psycho Goreman, number four, Vicious Fun, number three, Ghostbusters, number two, Candyman, number one, Malignant. Oof. I would say this was the better year. I, I would say this is much better year. <laughs> you saying that? Yeah, absolutely. I 
Candyman, Psycho Gorman. Psycho Gorman oh, number five. Kills. Come on. Yeah. No. Yeah, although I did see Last Night in Soho after we did that episode, and it definitely made my top ten. Yeah. Very good movie. Honestly, yeah. Looking at yeah. that. Night, Nighthouse, that, too. Nighthouse is really legit. Yeah, I would say, like, I would put Nighthouse and Last Night in Soho as, like, one and two, probably. Like, honestly, like, <laughs> looking back now. I, I mean, Malignant's fun, but. <laughs> it's, it's, so uh, I keep my, like, need to watch, you know, from the previous year, and I actually went through most of them this year. So it's, like, interesting that all the stuff I missed, I. It would have probably been a different list, you know, had I actually seen a lot of this stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll keep. I'll, I don't have that many 2022 that I'm like, I haven't watched. So <laughs> it's gonna be quick Same. this year. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't get, I don't get many. I, I do want to watch Get to Mad God, which didn't make many lists anyway, but I it it was high on the people that uh, did watch it uh, that did make the list. It got a first place vote and a third place vote. What, so. what were the first place votes? You talked, you said there were like 15. I, I, you know, I didn't write them all down. Honestly, I probably should have, but you know, mad God got one, uh, obviously X, uh, Pearl terrifier Two, the black phone got one. The menu got one. Uh, Nope. Obviously uh, smile received one. The innocence received one. Sissy received one. Uh, the sadness hatching uh i think that might be that might have been all of them i don't know how many i just ran off. oh the cursed the cursed also got a first place vote that's all the one i'm seeing right at this moment yeah but uh, you know interestingly like you know everyone's lists are different you know um we obviously only go with the full length movies but there were a lot of love for uh the cabinet of curiosity you know one hour movies there was like three or four of those different movies that made people's lists there were some short horror films that made people's lists so it's always cool to see kind of those as well i kind of negate those because they never make you know i put i still write them down but you know i know they're not gonna make you know many people's lists but yeah as far as movies i'd never heard of before uh let the wrong one in i i, I that one never let heard the of wrong one in let the wrong one in. That made someone's list. I don't know. Weird. Not familiar with it. Never heard of it. I don't know if it's a parody movie or something. It kind of, you know, but that made also a movie called Crabs, which I never heard of um, before. It's just like a personal thing that they got on the list. I don't know. I'd have no idea. Crabs. Get it. Um, <laughs> I think those are both from my friends. I th- yeah, I think like, so. They, they my, go to festivals let the wrong one in. Like if four people reviewed it, they all gave it four stars. So. Oh. On my right, watch list, it goes. <laughs> is it a comedy though, or like horror comedy, or uh, is it like see. an actual horror movie? Yeah, horror comedy, according to uh, horror comedy. Letterbox. Okay. You you have to look up crabs too and see what that one's about. Uh slashback. I never heard of that one. That's another one I had not heard of. What anyone? Let's see if there's any others on here. I'm not. Oh, uh, the Harbinger. That's another one that made a list I'd never heard of. Only made one list, Orphan First Kill. We, I never ended up watching that. Me neither. I didn't hear much about it. I have it on a service, but I just never went to it. So. Mm-hmm. Another one I never heard of, Matriarch. Not familiar with that one. Sky Sharks was number three on someone's list. Uh, sounds interesting. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a sci-fi picture original. And color yeah. me intrigued. <laughs> Crabs uh, looks Steve, pretty fun Steve too. lit up when he heard Sky yeah, yeah. I'm like, went, went right to my letterbox. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, Dark Glasses, Dario Argento's movie. Yeah, I didn't made, love that one. A list. 
here's one that I love the title of this one, but I've never heard of it. Uh, Dawn Breaks Behind the Eyes. Sounds intriguing enough. Um, so that's one I'm, I put on my list of something I potentially might need to check out. Who the out. fuck put Sky Sharks? Here's why. <laughs> it's on Tubi. So Steve, go ahead. And it's a 1.7 on Letterboxd. <laughs> yeah, oh, but yeah, that's funny. But the, the two people that I have on my Letterboxd were four and four and a half. Jeez. Wow. For Sky Sharks? Yeah. Oh, wow. (laughs) All right. Well, there you go. There's some recommendations for you right there, folks. Steve, one of Steve's favorites, Bloody Oranges, uh, one he thought very highly of, did make someone's list. Day Shift made a list. That's one we reviewed not too long ago with Jamie Foxx. That one was all right. My Best Friend's Exorcism got some love on it, made a few lists. Uh, Oh, here's one I've never heard of, Unhuman. Yeah, that was on my list. It's a Paramount Plus exclusive and it looked really good, uh, but I dropped Paramount Plus uh, before watching it. I kind of regretted it, but they doubled their price. I'm like, fuck them. <laughs> Feed Me was number two on someone's list. Pretty high. Never heard of that one either. I heard so of it. Apparently, it's pretty crazy. Anymore. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, there's some some ones I definitely will be checking out that I've never heard of. That's why these master lists are always great. Someone gave you log a very high rating which you love, you um, love that didn't you? i i absolutely despised it i but i i also am not the i don't think i'm the right uh crowd for that one either i'm not much of an adult swim watcher so i think there was a lot of inside jokes that were lost on me on that one but yeah watcher made uh had a very good showing um just didn't make the honorable mentions but that was i recommend that one as well that one was was pretty yeah, spe- speaking good. of watcher uh, i've seen a lot of make monroe this year for some reason mm-hmm. And she's yeah. another one to watch. She was uh, great in it, yeah. She was good in Significant Other as well. Not not a great movie, but she was really good in it. Definitely. And then for those Cronenberg fans, um, Crimes of the Future just missed out on, I think it was 16, uh, you know, on uh, the honorable mention. So just missed out on getting that honorable mention. But yeah, got as high as a number two, a second place vote on someone's list. So yeah, there you have it, folks. Cool. Uh, I got more for my list for 2022. Uh, I'll watch yeah. them at some point next year. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, so that's awesome. So, yeah, I love recommendations. <laughs> Send them to us. And that's it. That was fun. Yeah, another, very another, fun. Another year done. Another yes. new, new spreadsheet begins. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm definitely. To, to create another tab on yeah. my <laughs> Google, Google Sheet here yes. in 2023. Absolutely. So, and what will more, most importantly, I did win in trivia again. Just throwing that back <laughs> okay. out there. That's right. So, folks, what will 2023 hold? Well, just keep listening to us. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, that listened to us in 2022. It was a great year for us. Just an ama- amazing year. I mean, with our, uh, you know, our Omri Cats event and all of our the new listeners we acquired through that and everything. We really appreciate all of you that stuck stuck with us from the beginning and our new listeners that have come along. We hope you continue with us on this journey into 2023. Next week, we are going to be toddless, but me and Steve will be here. We are going to be doing a winter-themed horror movie as we now head into the deep winter months here. So go over to our Discord. You can vote for one, and me and Steve will be voting on one based on the discord uh join our discord obviously all you gotta do is just send us a dm through any of our socials facebook twitter instagram the horror squad podcast and you can join in on our discord that way you can also send us an email the horror squad podcast at gmail.com 
And I think that's it. So thank you so much, everyone. Once again, 2022 officially in the books. We'll see you next year. Bye. Bye. See ya. Yesterday, now's the time for us to say